This is Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the word on all the cool, nerdy happenings at Peter White Public Library and the library universe beyond. From books and concerts to search engines and story times, the library nerds are in and ready to show you that being a nerd can be cool. Get ready, get set, get nerdy. Welcome back to Library Nerds with Words, the podcast that gives you the latest word on all the cool things happening at Peter White Public Library and the Library Universe Beyond from the people who know it best, Library Nerds. I'm Marty Ackett, Adult Programming Coordinator for Peter White Public Library. And joining me today at the Nerd Multiplex are everyone's two favorite movie nerds, Amanda Pierce from the Teen Zone and Ben Sargent from Tech Services. Welcome back to the podcast. Amanda and Ben. Thank you, Marty. It's good to be back, Marty. You know, I'm always excited to be able to talk movies and eat food with you guys. And today, I'm especially grateful to be able to do this. Yes, that is a hint as to the subject of today's podcast. Last couple times you were in the Nerd Multiplex, we talked scary movies and some of the worst movies ever made. Plus, we ate some scary cheeses, which Ben was not a huge fan of at all. Um, You could say we have gone in the complete opposite direction for this episode. But before we get into what has Amanda, Ben, and myself saying thank you, we have to play another round of Word on the Nerd, the game where I find out a little bit more about my guest nerds. You both know how this goes. I'm going to ask you three library nerd questions about yourselves, and you have to answer them for the listeners. So Amanda and Ben, are you ready to play Word on the Nerd? (laughs) This is going to be a little game of would you rather. I'm going to ask you three would you rather questions and you have to truthfully answer them for the listeners. And all of the questions today have to do with movies that would make us say ah or ew. Oh boy. All right. So here we go. Here's your first question. Would you rather watch a movie adaptation of the Brothers Karamazov directed by Baz Luhrmann? Didn't we do this one? (laughs) No, no. No, no. Or... A movie adaptation of the brothers Karamazov starring a cast of sloths. Sloths, of course. Sloths, it's sloths. sloths. That's not a hard one for no. you. Boz Lerman. <laughs> we know Ben's feelings. He better not touch Brothers K. I want to see him do a musical version of the brothers Karamazov. No. I, I won't allow it. I, 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 I will err on sloths, too. I love, I love sloths. So I would go with sloths. That was an easy one, okay? okay. So you know that these get, might get a little harder. But we'll see. Maybe they're all easy. Um, here we go. Second question. Would you rather watch a historically accurate film version of The Sinking of the Titanic with songs by Dolly Parton? Okay. Or would you rather watch a claymation version of The Godfather starring the California Raisins? Oh, I'm going to say, I mean, the first option <laughs> that was, was pretty they're, good. They're yeah. both, but the raisins. The California raisins. <laughs> yeah, the raisins. I know. I grew up with the California I, Yeah, we all did. So we're doing the raisins, the Godfather, California yeah. raisins? Oh, that would be so That'd good. Be, <laughs> would they dry them out mm-hmm. when they dies? Oh, it, okay. Leave them out well, in the sun. But no. Dolly Parton, come on. No, but 
They already have a musical Titanic, and I've already seen it. I know, but it, I'm saying it's historically actually, no, accurate. No, so the actual musical of the Titanic is way more historically accurate than the movie. I, All right. It's got, like, the unsinkable Molly Brown in there and actual people. But it on. doesn't have rhinestones and Dolly, though. Come no, on. but it does have decent <laughs> music, I will say that. All would, right. they, would they sing in The Godfather? They'd have to. Yeah. They'd have to sing in The Godfather, Yeah. It's, right. not, it's the raisins all the way, Marty. You know, like I, they'd be doing Motown in between, like exactly. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think this is it. You know? okay. All right. So, last question. Oh, you're gonna love this. Would you rather watch a scratch and sniff film adaptation of Grease, <laughs> no, or a scratch and sniff version of the film uh, adaptation of the musical Cats? Grease or cats? Scratch and sniff. You'd have people. to take grease because the cats would stink. Yeah, I will. Litterbox man. Nope. I'm about to go grease as much as I hate I that I like movie. that scratch and sniff idea. No, though. that's a terrible that's idea, terrible. Marty. <laughs> Let's terrible. not talk about I, it. You know, here's the thing. I bet you at some time in movie history, people have tried that. I the think they, they have. The, yeah, in the 50s, they had smell o vision. Smell o vision. Like, there was a theater. Yeah, there's yeah, a whole and they would podcast like put, on like, it. Yeah. They would I, have it come up underneath people's seats. I think that sounds disgusting, Terrible. but I think I would try it at least once. Mm-hmm. Well, I, actually, yeah. at Walt Disney World, if you go into some theaters, the Muppet one. Yep, you get like the smells four, and it's stuff. The forty thing. Yep, yep, exactly. I do remember that, and the water in the face. Yep, exactly. So I do remember that. That's all right. Well, actually, those were kind of easy, I guess. Not not hard. Not so bad. that is the end of this special awful edition of Word on the Nerd with Ben from Tech Services and Amanda from the Teen Zone here at Peter White Public Library. And now the time has come to talk movies. In particular, this episode, we are focusing on movies for which we are grateful. Last year we did this episode, we ended up with Nazis in two of the three movies. Yes, we did. Um, so let's see if that trend... I went opposite. <laughs> this year i promise (laughs) well let's see if the trend continues here um it is time to get into the word so today we are talking about movies for which we are grateful um ben and amanda and i each picked out a film that we're thankful for and we will see if we all agree on the greatness and thankfulness of all three of these movies but first let's talk about what we're eating today so my contribution, because it was last minute, because I had my dates mixed up and I had to, was going to bring something completely and totally different, but I have Oreo cake pops, which I love. You can't so. go wrong with can't cake. Go no, no. What were you going to bring? I was going to actually make a spinach artichoke bomb. Oh, well, this is better. No, see? the spinach artichoke bomb would be good. I was going to have like warm and then oh, you have the dip yeah, in see, it. That would be okay, the... I'll do that for the holiday yes. one. Yeah, okay, that sounds very Yeah, that's very cozy. holiday. Okay, so that's what the... But mine is the Oreo cake pops and they're very good. So there you go. I brought a cheese of my own this time. <laughs> a safe cheese. And guess what? Everyone loves it. It's great. It's a good cheese. It's it's a great cheese. Solid cheese. That doesn't mean that it's the best cheese in the world. It's the best cheese in the world. (laughs) (laughs) It's safe to eat. What is it? Uh, It's Kerrygold Reserve Cheddar. It's it's got it's a sharp it's a sharper yes. cheddar and it's got a bite to it, but well, it's, it's really not really crazy good. good flavor. It's no, it's really it is. really it's good. You guys I, can learn something. I I totally agree. <laughs> we can learn something. You can learn something. <laughs> That's what we're trying to do for you every episode. No, Maybe you, you learn new, new cheeses. cheeses. <laughs> 
Yummy Jesus. <laughs> All right. What do you have here, Amanda? Uh, I got to go to Trader Joe's last weekend mm-hmm. when we were in Milwaukee, so I brought you all some cookie butter to put on some of the butter, butter waffle cookies, Oof. and then I also brought in um, dark chocolate peanut butter cups from Trader Joe's, which are like... I personally think are better than Reese's. Oh, you know, wow, we're going to have to try these. But they're these. dark chocolate. Well, you know what, I'm going to try one right now, and I'll Don't tell you. How about chocolate. this? I don't think this one, Oh No, this one's been open. Oh, which kid some, was sneaking them? Um, was uh-oh. it? It was either a kid or my husband. <laughs> and really, what's the difference yeah. sometimes? Yeah, this, this shouldn't have been tipped. Yeah, nope. They're pretty good. They're really good. They're really good. Mm-hmm. I told you. They're really yeah. good. The peanut butter is much more peanut buttery mm-hmm. than the Reese's. It doesn't have like it's actually like peanut butter, not mm-hmm. like the confection, like yeah. with the confectioner sugar. Yeah, no. really good. You'll, when, when did you guys try the Spookaloos? You have to let me know. It's literally ground. So they make this thing called Spookaloos cookies, and then they ground it up into a paste and shove it in a jar. That sounds good. It's, it a, sound good. it's cookies on cookies. This is like the perfect charcuterie kind of stuff for you, Ben. <laughs> yeah, this is all. <laughs> it's all safe. <laughs> it's all safe. All right, so we are talking movies that we are grateful for. Who, whose movie are we going to go? You want to go first? chronological years? Yeah, you start, to... and then you, Manda, and then I'll. End okay, it. well, as you probably, re- well, maybe you don't, but last year I picked a River Phoenix film, um, Running on Empty, which is my absolute. Mm-mm. Was that wasn't that the one that I picked? No, no. So you did Dead Poets Society. Did oh, Dead Poets Society. We I did. About we did Running on Empty the, for the nostalgia. The nostalgia. Okay, nostalgia. So which we have. But mm-hmm. Dead Poet Society still one of my favorites. But I picked another River Phoenix film, mm-hmm. probably the one that sort of really put him on the map. For sure. And that one is um, Stand By Me, directed by Rob Reiner, starring River Phoenix, Will Wheaton, Corey Feldman, and I can't Jerry, O'Connell. O'Connell. Jerry O'Connell. Kiefer Sutherland. Kiefer mm-hmm. Sutherland. Just a great, great film. John Cusack. And um, John, John Cusack has a small part in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's just a, a great film. It just brings back... All the memories of my childhood and, and watching it in the theaters and everything. How old were um, you when it came out? Um, I so was, was probably 86. about, um, I was probably 15 at the time that it came out. Okay. So I hit so, your demographic for a while. Yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was just a great movie. I loved it. I saw it many times in the theater. Um, and um, and uh, yeah, and I'm... I can hardly wait to hear what you guys say. If you if you hate this movie or say disparaging things about it, it'll break my heart, and I will have a terrible Thanksgiving. But go oh, ahead. Oh no, we're gonna no. ruin <laughs> all this. I I've, I've watched that one before. So okay. I was sitting there watching, like, have I watched this one? I'm like, I'm terrible with movies and mm-hmm. actors. Like we know this. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was sitting there. I'm like watching. I'm like, I have watched this one. I like this one. It was really good. Okay. I mean, it was there was no. To me, there was like they were just spending the weekend together, and they were trying mm-hmm. to find the dead body, and they they did it all. I do remember the train track scene is what yeah, triggered me. Yeah, very famous. Yeah, yeah, I do remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, okay, I have seen where this. they're running from the train yeah. across the trestle. Yeah. Now yeah. then, then they're like, oh yeah, now we know what time it's coming. I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> this seems like something boys would do. You know, and it's uh, for me. I mean. River Phoenix's um, uh, acting in this movie is so good. And Will Wheaton's really good. I mean, actually, they're all really mm-hmm. good. They're all really good. Um, we should say, um, based on a short story by Stephen King. And yep. I think it's one of the best be- best adaptations of a Stephen this King is, work. This is, yeah. His he even t- said that, didn't he? I was reading something where like people said it's one of the best. Mm-hmm. It is. No, this and Shawshank are the mm-hmm. two best adaptations. Well, I would say they're the two best films that were adapted. Because they both were short books, though, right? They both were in, in the same, in the same mm-hmm. um, right. thing called Different Seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So yeah, this one, which was called The Body. Mm -hmm. And then Shawshank was called Rita Hayworth and the Shawshank Shawshank Redemption. Redemption. Mm -hmm. And then there's another one, which... Is about Nazis and it's called Apt, Apt Pupil, Pupil, which was made into that. a film. Not a bad movie. I, I remember, I remember seeing that in the theaters when I was in eighth grade. Mm-hmm. I remember thinking, "This is messed up." Well, it it is a messed up movie. But then the other one, which I think, frankly, uh, out of all those novellas, the one that I like the most is um, the last one called The Breathing Method, which has been in development, like, forever. So The Breathing Method has been one where people have been trying to make a movie of it mm-hmm. for, like, 40 years. What is yeah. it about? It's, I've not read it. Okay, it's famous well, for being, like, they've been trying to make a movie of it. Yeah, oh, okay. it's about... it. Basically, it's about this men's club in... Um, in New York and these guys that work the this guy that works at a law firm gets invited by one of the man, the um, leading partners of the law firm to go to this men's club and it's a weird men's club like the guy mm. Stevens that like is the guy that tends everything he's like ageless and oh. you know the guy hears like weird things in rooms and stuff so like that so it would fit on par with all the other stuff well Spooky. but but the main thing is the story that's told because the big part of this men's club is that every time they get together, they tell a story. And on Christmas or around Christmas time, mm-hmm. um, it's usually a story that involves some kind of supernatural element. And so the doctor in, in, the, in the story tells this um, tale about how he ha- took care of a young unmarried woman back in the 1930s, something like that, where she, she was uh, facing having to, because she was, she had fallen in love with this actor who got her pregnant and then disappeared. Um, and so um, she was. She decided that she was going to raise the child, have the child, raise the child. But, of course, she's living in the 1930s where if you're living by yourself in, a, mm-hmm. in an apartment and you're not married and you're pregnant, they kick you out. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, boy. And so, anyway, he and he's a very progressive doctor. He... Um, he believes in this breathing method, which is Lamaze breathing, mm-hmm. um, and um, and th- this woman like goes right along with the doctor. Well, she goes into labor on Christmas Eve, and there's an ice storm, and he's standing on the steps of the hospital waiting for her taxi to come, and the taxi gets in a horrible accident. She gets decapitated. Oh, and okay. and but she gets decapitated, but. She's having the baby, and her body keeps on doing the breathing method until the baby is born. And so, at the end of the, it's a really, I mean, that sounds really, that's crazy, weird. but it's really, I really can't good. believe they haven't it, adapted this it, to film it's yet. It's such a good, good novella. But anyway, back to the body. It's yeah. Anyway, um, I, they, I all four of those just sound. They're so good. I mean, every. I mean, honestly, I think that Different Seasons is one of Stephen King's best. Best books. Yeah, it people, really is. People say that. Yeah, but um, yeah, Stand by Me is just um a movie that, I mean, for one, it, it's a movie that sort of gears right into nostalgia because it's about oh, yeah. Richard Dreyfuss mm-hmm. thinking back to his youth, and um because his friend Chris Chambers has been stabbed stabbed yeah. to death. Yeah, and he was one of and Chris Chambers was um uh, uh his best friend when he was growing up, and they went on this. They went on this adventure, quote unquote adventure, where because one of them had heard that the uh, boy's body who had disappeared, that they find they hear where the body is, and so they go on this like night 
20 day mile. long, 20 mile trek through the woods and swamps and stuff to find the body and claim it and become famous. Yeah, they want to get in the papers. Yeah, um, but then then at the end they're like, we're just going to call it in anonymously. Yeah, yeah. Well, because they, you know, it was, it, this is one of those movies where, like, it really was about the journey. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I love this movie. I showed this movie here mm-hmm. um, probably, like, seven or eight years ago. Um, I'm a huge Star Trek fan, so I always loved Will Wheaton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always thought his and River Phoenix is like their friendship in the mo- movie was like very beautiful because mm-hmm. like they were, yeah, it's it's really good. All f- the four of the main kids were really great mm-hmm. in the movie. And that that one scene where between Chris and well River Phoenix and Will Wheaton, like where the other two are asleep, mm-hmm. and and River Phoenix tells this story about how. He was accused of stealing money. The milk money. The milk milk money money from school. And this is how he got a bad reputation. And he did steal it, but he tried to give it back to the teacher. He gave it back to the teacher. But the teacher blames him, takes the milk money, and buys herself a dress. She stole the money, She steals the money. Yeah. He was trying to do the right thing. Because he's from, like, a bad family. Mm -hmm. His older brother is, like, in the gang that Kiefer Sutherland, um, you know... Just a dust, stupid. And, they're just like hoods. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And Kiefer Sutherland is at his He's like great. delinquent best mm-hmm. in this. Even movie. back in the day, like he always had the best bad guy voice. Oh my god! Yeah, I mean, it's like if you put fangs on him, it could be the Lost Boys yes. in this yes. movie. Absolutely. He's got the hair. He's got like, the hair and everything, and you know, and plus his his uh, the people that. Uh, that his gang are not very smart. No, nope. so. no, they're idiots. <laughs> they're, they're just they're fa- idiots. They're, I mean, they're giving themselves tattoos. But oh, the, they're th- with a razor blade. They're yeah. like carving cobras. Oh my God. Yeah, it's just uh, and one of my favorite scenes. In fact, one of my, the the best confrontation is between Kiefer Sutherland at the end and, and we'll his kids mm-hmm. and, and he's Will got Wheaton, the gun. Where, to where, where 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 he Will Wheaton has the gun aimed at at uh, Kiefer Sutherland. And then Kiefer Sutherland sort of smiles and says, what are you going to do? Shoot, all, shoot of all of us? And he goes, no, just, just you, Ace. And Kiefer Sutherland, like... Oh, ice cold. Will Wheaton is ice cold. Yeah. And he calls him a two-bit dime store hood. hood. Yeah. And they're just like, we got to get out of here. Yep. Yeah. Because they only had to take out him, and then the right. rest of the oh, everyone, they would have just like, okay, bye. They would have yeah. run. Exactly. Yeah. And Kiefer Sutherland knows that. Mm-hmm. He knows yep. that if he tries anything, Will Wheaton's going to shoot him dead, and then his gang is just going to scatter. Because they didn't want, they want nothing well, plus, to do with Plus, he doesn't this. care about any of them. He only cares about himself. Yeah. Right. So, like, when Will Will is like, I'm just going to shoot you, that's all he needs to hear. Mm-hmm. Right, right. It, it's just, for me, it's... One of my favorite movies of all time has great acting through it, and it's got River Phoenix, who um, I loved. Practically all of his movies were so good. Everything, Even the bad ones were good. So yeah, I mean the ones where he can really act. So like mm-hmm. this one, Running on Empty, um, like My Own Private Idaho. My Own Private Idaho is right up there too. I Keanu. even like that. Um, oh God, it was a stupid one that he made before, um, where he was like in a spaceship with four other kids. I can't remember the name of it though. I don't think I've. Was- don't know oh, that one. It's, it's bad. But he was we gone. Wait, Explorers. Oh, Explorers. Ex- oh, yes. got it. I saw that. That was been so long. I forgot he was in that. Yeah, yeah. Explorers, which even even in that one, he plays kind of a nerdy. That's mm, before this movie. That that is before this movie. He was He's very young little. in that. But he played like this nerd with the glasses and mm-hmm. everything, and he's still good in that one. So he, I mean, yeah. Uh, Mosquito Coast. 
Mosquito so Coast, good. he's uh, Harrison Ford's kid in that. Yeah. I think we talked about that when we talk, I, talked yeah, about Yeah, I think we did. Running on empty. Yeah. So anyway, um, that is my movie I'm grateful for. Do yourselves a favor if you're listening to this. I've never seen Running on Empty. Go and get it and watch stand it. Stand by me. Stand by me. Oh, my also God. Running, <laughs> also Running on Empty. Well, that both, was a great but movie. Stand yeah. by Me We well. have done that on the podcast. Yeah, we can recommend both. Yeah. Stand by Me and, of course, great song by Benny King. So, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, let's rate it. Are we doing one to five? Yeah, up to five safe cheeses. A one to five safe cheeses. This is a five cheeser for me. Um, I'm going to say four and a half safe cheeses. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. All right. This is my favorite one I've ever watched, but I've seen it. And I remember I've seen that multiple shows parody it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. So, so. It was a good movie. It's great. All right. So there we go. We're we're in the really high safe cheese range yes. here. So Well, because we all got to pick, like, good, yeah. you know. Well, okay. Something we each enjoyed. Exactly. Okay. Except I have to admit we had another movie oh, that yes. we were going to talk about. As a bonus. As a bonus. As a bonus. Um, but I didn't get to it because I had my dates mixed up. So, we're going to save that as a special gift for our holiday. <laughs> yes. This um, is going to be a present for you guys. Yes. Because me and Mando watch this. We cannot wait to talk about it. Like, I was like, this is the one. And you didn't think it would be any good. But well, it's... He we're compared not it to Citizen Kane. I so. said it's the Citizen Kane of what of it is. <laughs> it is so... So we're going to have that right. next yes. time. Next I have incredible guilt, weeks. and I'm probably okay. going to... You're going to watch well, it tonight. Well, yeah, well, Amanda watch. is talking about her movie. I'm now going to eat my guilt. So oh. that's what I'm going to do. So Poor I think, Marty. <laughs> I think that Amanda's next, right? Because, yep. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay, so go so ahead. So my pick was The Land Before Time from 1988. Mm-hmm. Um I'm grateful for it because it was the very first movie I ever saw in a movie theater. Um, it actually came out November 18th, 1988, which I know I did not go on opening day um, because my mom was having a baby. Mm. That's my sister's birthday. Um, but I've just, this is one of my favorite cartoons growing up because you ball your eyes out at the beginning with mm. Littlefoot's mom. Mm-hmm. And then he's got to get to the Great Valley and he meets all of his best friends. And then he gets there and it's all okay. And mm. so, like, it's, it's just a happy, feel good, like, you have all the emotions in this movie. You cry, you laugh, you're happy. It's just like I could turn it on and like start quoting it at any random point in time, wherever they're at. Mm-hmm. And I just, I loved it. Ben, what did you think of it? <laughs> oh, he's chewing. I'll talk about it because um, <laughs> Ben is chewing right now. So I remember seeing this movie. I didn't go to the movies to see it, so I think it was one of those VHS ones where I got it after the fact and watched it. Like my it- mom has the bag the popcorn bag and my ticket in my baby book wow. from when it was it was wow it was, a, it was that it was my very it was my very it was ben's little mermaid yeah okay it was so it was my it was my first movie in the theater right. and it says gkc and it's the old burgundy bag i can mm-hmm. see it but i just i don't know the date i went i had to have been within the in a month mm. do you know what my daughter's when she was my daughter's first movie i kid you not and i took her when she was very young i i took her to see the movie traffic um, I can. I will. After we are done talking about How our favorite she? movies, she was like one. She was old enough to learn about the war on drugs. That's right. You were like, when, this is important. When we are done talking about everybody's grateful movies, I will tell you Madison and Isabel's first movies. I told mm. Ben earlier. Okay. Yeah. Well, you brought them when they were like infants. Which is crazy. <laughs> yeah. But still. Mm-hmm. But yeah. I I love the movie. You know. Um, the animation isn't like top-notch animation. No, but it at all. was Don Bluth at the height of the eighties. Don Bluth, yeah, 
And, um, yeah. you know, Don Bluth had lots of them, like, mm-hmm. like The Secret of Nim. Which we did on this yeah. podcast. Which is what, was, again, was one of my picks that tells right. you how much I love Don Bluth films. Yeah, Don Bluth is amazing. I think he did a version of Lord of the Rings or something, too, didn't he? I well, Somebody he, he was involved in that cartoon, one, okay. wasn't he? Yeah. I think yeah. he was involved. I don't know. If yeah, but a really cute movie. Um, I mean, I mean, it's just heartwarming, mm-hmm. and um, you know, it, it's it. I I can't criticize it. It's a good no. movie. You hear the, the song, cute you hear the, the song. music, and you hear the song, and you're just yeah. like, oh, it takes. But did right you know that the one who did the voice for um the the why can't little little foot little foot, little foot that um I don't know if I should say this or not. Um, but, um, but I think that after this movie, this was like her, one of her last movies, her, her father killed her. I'm pretty sure. What? Yeah. Now we gotta look this up. I'm pretty sure it was either that she, it was either after this movie or all dogs go to heaven. Was she Anne Marie? I think so. See, that's another one I love is all dogs go to heaven. We watched that one the other Man, we watched that one. Izzy and I watched that one a couple months ago. And I'm pretty sure that's who it was. So, huh. are you looking it up, Ben? Yeah. Okay. The person who played who? I thought it was Littlefoot. The well, Littlefoot foot was a d- kid. So was it dude. Sarah or Ducky? It might have been. I, well, Littlefoot's mother was Helen Shaver. Okay. Candace Hudson was Sarah. Maybe I'm getting this wrong. Maybe it's the girl from All Dogs Go to Heaven. Yeah, I'll look up all dogs go to heaven. Okay. Now we're like, we must uh, We know, have to find like, this out. See, this is what we do. We get distracted, but that's all right. Because, you know what? That's what happens on podcasts. We get distracted. Oh, so Judith Barcy was in both. So Oh, yeah. And she was killed. Yeah, in age double, 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in eight, July of 88. Oh, my gosh. So she was killed. She was ducky. She was ducky. So she was killed before the movie actually came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah. This was her last movie. It was a double murder suicide. Yeah. Oh, okay. That is so sad. I wish she was on Punky Brewster, too. Mm-hmm. So there you go. I, there's my contribution. Well, Thanks, I'm so grateful for this. <laughs> well, so, okay, so I, I, I have not seen this movie in like 30 years. This is one, we didn't have it. You didn't have it on VHS? No, I know we rented it because I have seen it. Um, mm-hmm. But it was good, you mm-hmm. know? I thought, you know, it's a I don't think it's top tier like animated movie. Well, no. no I mean, it's, it's not Pixar. It's not Little Mermaid. It's not that. The Little Mermaid, you know. They're not going to make a live action version of The Land Before Time. No. no. This was kind of that weird like 80s where they hadn't quite cracked the formula yet. No. Because then Little Mermaid comes out in 89 and it's like, we need great songs. We right. need mm-hmm. this. This movie just kind of plods along. I mean, it's but very they, they, sweet. They but did like, the 80s thing. Like, there's one really good song for the movie. And you're going to hear this song, yeah, and you're going like to think of this song. Movie. Yeah. It's not mm-hmm. jam-packed with bangers. Right. Yeah. No, it's not. And and I think that Don Bluth really was shooting to be like his own animation studio. Mm-hmm. Like He was trying oh, yeah. to rival Disney and mm-hmm. all that. It just didn't, didn't work. work out for him. But, you know. But, I mean, this is the this is also the only Land Before Time that I acknowledge. So there's like I was 20 of them. 5 million yeah. of them. Oh, but, <laughs> straight to, D, oh, straight straight to, VHS. to VHS. And I remember my mom bought like three of them. Because I loved The Land Before Time so much. I even brought my puppets in. <laughs> yep. like, got them. So You'll these see are, them in these, the pictures. These are so. the Pizza Hut puppets. Mm-hmm. You got these when you bought Pizza Hut. But she doesn't have the full set. But no, so if anybody out there has, I need Ducky, um, Petrie, and Shark Tooth. And okay. I had them all as a kid. 
and I thought one of my sisters had them in their Toda things. Nobody can find them at our house. So I have three of the six. So I'm like, they're quality. I mean, they're they're the best. Like, does anybody can, remember the puppets? Yeah. I also have the Beauty and the Beast puppets mm-hmm. from Pizza I do Hut. Remember those? That yeah. was like my mom when they came out. I remember going and get Pizza Hut, and they would put the little toy on mm-hmm. top of the box in the plastic. Pizza Hut was so awesome. That's when we were a proper country. Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you would no, go to Pizza Hut. You would. So this is for all the young people. Mm-hmm. You would go there. You would wait to be seated. Yep. Mm-hmm. You would sit down. Mm-hmm. At a right, and they had the yep. red cups. Yep. They had yep. like Pizza Hut chandeliers. Oh yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. With and the c- salad bar and all the kale. Yep. Mm-hmm. I remember. Um, I remember like used red to go- vinyl seats. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, yep. we used to like go for Book It. Yes. Mm-hmm. You know they still do Book It. No. Did you know that? Oh, do they? They do book it, but it's not a pin. Do you have a pin, a pin that it's you got to no, get a sticker there's on? There's no more pins. Well, then so why it's, do it's it? a little passport. Okay. Madison got her last one in second grade um, because that's when our Pizza Hut closed here in Marquette, mm-hmm. and it's only an ish from me. Right. Because so there wasn't South Marquette, there was for a while, too. Yeah, oh, that was before growing me. Growing up, mm-hmm. yeah, there yeah. were two. But so, but so, yeah, like this is like a vivid memory of going to Pizza Hut, getting these puppets. I remember that. I remember watching this movie all the time, like once a week. I actually have a VHS that the friends had on the free table, and I grabbed to take home just for the box to sit on my bookshelf. Because <laughs> my goal is to have like a nostalgia shelf of all the things that I loved growing up, and one of them will be a shelf of the land before time. I hate to tell you, it's probably, you could probably get them on eBay for you like $500. No, they're like, a set is like 200 bucks. Oh. I've checked, trust me. Well, you should try to get them individually. Though. I just need, I just need three more, like. Okay. People aren't going to break up sets, though. So, they but really. if somebody has, like, if you, someone just do you know where I found these? Where did you find those? I found them here at Peter White. They were in, when Peter White was doing one of our sales, oh. it must have been like, 16 or 17 when they were cleaning out before we did the reno um i came up and they were just selling a bunch of stuff and there was these three sitting there and i'm like you're coming home with me <laughs> <laughs> like no second guessing <laughs> well was it, it when they were did it in the yes app? when they did it in the business room or the heritage so, room do you remember this sale Yeah, because i bought something <laughs> I, what did you buy i bought my childhood <laughs> okay so in the admin hallway marty for years the whole time i worked here mm-hmm. for some reason there was a bust do you remember this? There was a bust of Copernicus. Okay. Okay. I don't remember that. Where was he? Was he? He was just of, just on top of, of those filing okay, cabinets. Okay, see, I never paid just attention. Just a random bust of Copernicus. Just, yeah, I, we had some <laughs> random stuff. And here, it's Marty. like in the original, so it looks like it says Michelage Copernic, but it's Copernicus. Okay. <laughs> and it, and then I remember when they were selling all the junk, I saw Andrea was up here. And I'm like, I need this. I've been, I've always just wondered, this was just like a mystery, like where this, it had like a property tag on it, mm-hmm. PWPL property tag. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if someone donated to us and it just sat there, but I got it for five bucks. Yeah, I just paid sits on my floor. A dollar for these each. It, so you have a bust of Copernicus. I do. You I got a your... random bust. Of, I'll take a picture and send it to you guys. What you need to You'll do. You'll remember it was oh, it was in the admin hallway right I across from do, Jamie's I'm thinking. I'm thinking of like the Muppet Christmas Carol where Rizzo is sitting on top of those busts. <laughs> you need to put a Rizzo the rat on top of Copernicus for gosh sakes. <laughs> but yeah. So but I mean like this movie for me just triggers many childhood memories. And I remember... Uh, one of my friends growing up, she had a stuffed little foot. Mm. And I was so jealous that she had little foot. Well, and I think that, you know, movies like this, like Stand By Me for me, the You, uh, for me, Land Before Time. I mean, nostalgia, 
I mean, it doesn't matter whether it's a bad movie or a good movie mm-hmm. or anything like mm-hmm. that. If you have that kind of nostalgia for yeah. it, you know. Well, and I, how many yeah. times have I sent you on Instagram the tattoo artist that makes the little yep. mini? Like she has a whole series of Land Before Time tattoos, and they're like little line drawings, and mm-hmm. I'm like, they're very I cute. Don't know which one I want, <laughs> but I really want one because yeah. wow. they're so they're just they're just so simplistic. Mm-hmm. And it's like one's like the tree star falling, mm. and then like Ducky carrying it, and Petrie, <laughs> and just like oh. So I mean. It's it's a cute movie. Yeah, I love how you said. I noticed this that the movie just plods along. Or you said so. You used the word plod, and I'm like, okay, I don't know how many cheeses this movie's gonna get from Ben. Um, I, I guess I'll go first. Okay, I'll give it three and three quarters safe cheeses. Three and three quarters safe cheeses. Okay, I'm going to give this three and a half safe cheeses. For I gave it more cheeses than you. <laughs> I know, but I I'm just saying. I mean, I like this movie. I mean, it's like. See, I, I'm gonna just go right there. Movie. It's gonna be a five for me. Of course, it's my, it is. Everyone's so, yeah. gonna give their they're own. Yeah, their movie five cheeses. So, yeah. You know, I mean, Stand by Me. You know, it didn't get five cheeses from either of you. Mm-hmm. And Land Before Time, you got three and a half for me. That's a really good number. Yeah. So three and three quarters. So there you go. That's Land Before Time. And now Ben is going to talk about we're, his. Choice. We're skipping like twenty years. No, twenty. Yeah. Twenty years almost. almost twenty yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Yep, so I am i didn't take a nostalgia one. And mm-hmm. I didn't last time either, not a kid's movie. Mm-hmm. Um, you took Casablanca, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. well, there's... Yeah, see, I, Ben and I were the Nazi movies. I took Schindler's last time, he took Casablanca. Yes. Dead Poet Society people. I mean, yeah, <laughs> there's a suicide in there, but there was no Nazis, so anyway. There was a... It's like the... It's like, okay, it's more depressing than Casablanca. Uh, well, I will, I will say that, that Casablanca isn't depressing to me no, that much at all. I mean, they don't end up together, but, yeah. you know. I was going to say, it's it's not more depressing than Schindler's List, but it's still no. depressing. Um, <laughs> okay. Oh, by the way, I tried the cookie butter. Amazing. Amazing. It's so Ooh, good. Did you good try too. it? I'm going to try it after. Okay. All right. Um, I don't want to munch on the podcast. Okay. I right. did. Yeah, you guys, because you guys don't care. I, I care about the people. I care I care about the people. All I right. just chew quietly. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Thanks, Marty. So, my movie, mm-hmm. Michael Clayton, mm-hmm. 2007. Okay. Okay. Starring George Clooney, Tilda Swinton, Tom Wilkinson, written directed by Tony Gilroy. It's also got Sydney Pollock is in it. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, Merritt we- is it Merritt, Merritt Weaver? Weaver. Mm-hmm. Merritt Weaver. She's one of those that and she's she was underrated. pretty young in this. Yeah, she's good in literally everything. Mm-hmm. She's mm-hmm. always good. Mm-hmm. Um, so I picked this movie because this is one of my favorite movies of all time. Yeah. I'm talking top five, mm-hmm. maybe like maybe top. It's top five, and it's not five. I'll tell you that. Okay, That's how, all right. Uh, how much I like this movie. And I wanted to talk about it because it is like, I don't want to say it's forgotten, mm-hmm. but when people talk about like movies this century, like mm-hmm. in the 2000s, like they don't talk about this one. And they should. It got overshadowed the year it came out because it came out the same year as There Will Be Blood and No Country for Old Men. Ooh. Yeah. Both good movies too. Um, so, you know, it didn't win Best Actor, didn't win Best Director. Did it win, win anything? Oh, yeah. Tilda Swinton, Swinton won, won Best Supporting Actress for it. Which threw me because she wasn't blonde in this movie. No, she didn't. I mean, she's not blonde in real life, but she always no. plays someone with shocking so blonde good. hair. She is so good I just watched movie. The Killer 
David Fincher's new movie came mm-hmm. out on Friday, mm-hmm. and Tilda Swinton's in it. And is that the one on Netflix? Yep. And she's got shockingly blonde hair in that too. If you if you don't know Tilda Swinton and you're into kids movies, the Chronicles, White the White yeah. Witch in the Chronicles of Narnia. Mm-hmm. She does so. not like Turkish delight. No. <laughs> not kids. She was scary in that. Movie. Yes, she, she was. was well, the... She always strikes me as a little scary. Yeah, she's very <laughs> striking. That's why. Yeah. yeah. Her voice is like very cold. Mm-hmm. Um, so this movie, oh, it's so good. <laughs> So, George Clooney plays a lawyer. His name is Michael Clayton. The movie's named after him. Um, he is like a fixer. He's for this law firm, this like high-powered law firm. Mm-hmm. His friend, Arthur Edens, who's played by Tom Wilkinson, who is so good in this movie. Mm-hmm. I saw this movie by myself in the theaters in 2007. Because no one... I'd seen the trailer. I'm like, oh, this looks good. And no one wanted to go. I'm like, I'm going by myself. When I saw this, I was like, Tom Wilkinson is a literal lock mm-hmm. to win Best Supporting Actor. Like, there's no way that there could be a performance better than this this year. Mm-hmm. And then, like, a month later, I saw No Country for Old Men and Javier. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, oh bad break. <laughs> <laughs> bad break time. Sometimes that happens. It's yeah. just the mm-hmm. year you're in, you know. Some t- but he did a fantastic oh. job in that movie, too. Yeah. Javier? Yeah, yeah. he absolutely yeah. did. Yep. Oh, well, it's just Andrea Marsh. We're strolling in. We That's are right. in her office, uh, too. We'll, so. we'll, we'll, we'll edit this Just out. say, no, just keep just it in. All right, well, okay. Say hello. And say, say hi. hi. Hi, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Mom. So, yes, Andrea shares an office mm. with uh, with me, so there we go. And she's always, you can munch if you want, too. There's cookie butter There's and cookie butter cookies. and cheese. And Let me be good first and do something. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Back, All right. Back to Back the to movie. Michael Clayton. Yeah. So this movie basically the plot is um there's this billion dollar class action lawsuit. Mm-hmm. Um it's got the big bad like company. Agro. Yeah, it's like mm-hmm. an agri company, mm-hmm. you know, it's like a Monsanto or whatever. Right. Um called U North, United mm-hmm. Northfield. Right. Um and they have been poisoning the residents of this small town in Wisconsin with their weed killer. Their weed killer oh, they knew even back in the day. Sounds very was, close to Roundup. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, they were using this um, and they knew it caused cancer. It was odorless and colorless. And then they, mm-hmm. it comes out later, they were like, but it'll cost money to like put an odor in or make it safer so we're just not it's a matter of money over greed. safety yeah, it's just and yeah yeah a corporate greed we all yep. know this story mm-hmm. tale is old this time mm-hmm. um so this this is like a clash action lawsuit that's been mm-hmm. going on for years um arthur so tom wilkins's character is like the lead lawyer for the defendants for right you north mm-hmm. they've contracted the this high-powered law firm to defend him and he is doing a deposition in Milwaukee. And all of a sudden, he just loses it. Homeboy, in the middle of mm. testimony, gets up, starts screaming. Taking off his clothes. Strips naked. Yep. Runs outside and into the street and gets arrested or whatever. And he had, like, a mental breakdown. You learn later he's had, like, mental problems. He's a manic depressive. He stopped taking his pills. Okay. Mm-hmm. And he's been working on this case for years, and his wife died the year before, you know, last year. So he's, this is like mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. 
they Michael Clayton's friends with Arthur. They you know they all they work at the same law firm, and they send Michael there because he is the fixer. There's a scene at the beginning of the movie where um, they show like Michael Clayton gets called in and he go- goes to this guy's house who had accidentally hit someone with a car. And they're like, I heard you were a miracle worker. And he's like, I'm a janitor. I'm not a miracle worker. I'm cleaning things up. Because that's what he is in the firm. So he has to go to Wisconsin to get Arthur, bail him out of jail, bring him back. Because the case is like in flames right now because Mm -hmm. he did this. And you North is like, we need to contain this. What does he know? Um, And yeah. What do you think, Marty? I mean, it's it's a great film. It's a great legal thriller. It's I a, mean, yeah, it's it's so good. I mean, it's not there's it's not a courtroom movie. No, 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 no. no. But it it's it's got all that kind of intrigue mm-hmm. and you know, and it's got you like questioning <clears throat> through the whole movie. Like who's and, in the right? And, who's in the wrong? Who's in the right? Who's in the wrong? Tilda Swinton is fantastic, scary, fantastic. Yeah, so she um, plays... She hires hitmen to go kill everybody. Yeah. Yeah, well, she's... So she's the chief legal counsel for counsel for you North. So mm-hmm. She's, like, their top lawyer. Um, and she just... They showed, like, she had just gotten the job pretty recently. Right. The, her predecessor, Don Jeffries, moved up to the board of directors. So he... So she's, like, um, replacing, like, Don Jeffries, who right. seemed to be in this company for a long time. Um... And she's trying to contain this. Arthur ends up escaping the hotel room that mm-hmm. Michael Clayton has him in in Wisconsin. He's going to bring him back to New York. Um, so he's like on the loose. Right. They don't know what he knows. They don't know what he's going to do. Um, he's got all the discovery documents. Mm-hmm. So he could really screw them if he chose. And right at the beginning of the film, you see George Clooney like... In, in a, a car, fi- in, a field. in a field, and you see his car explode. And then it says four days earlier. Yeah. Four days. So basically. Well, I missed that. I somehow so, oh. missed that four day. I'm like, I'm real confused. And then oh, like no. Google, I'm like, okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So okay. basically most of the film is like this total It's leading up. Back. You know what's going to happen. four days right. before. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So yeah, all this has happened in like mm-hmm. a weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so then what happens, guys? So basically, um. They find out Arthur – so Michael Clayton tracks Arthur down in New York and Arthur is like, I'm not taking my pills. He's – there's this – it's one of the best scenes in the movie where mm-hmm. he the finally – The baguette scene. Mm-hmm. Arthur is rolling <laughs> with like 15 baguettes deep and he's just being so crazy. But like he's still like lucid so mm-hmm. he knows the law and they're mm-hmm. like, you can't have me committed. Like at earlier they're like, who's the best in the law firm at like, like, psychiatric – you know, mm-hmm. law, and he, it's like Arthur is. He knows. So Mike Clayton tracks down. He's like, please just let me help you. Get back on your meds. He's just like – he. it's like he's been reborn because mm-hmm. like he finally – he had this like breakthrough. To him, it's like a breakthrough mm-hmm. where like he figures out he's like been on the side of – he's been like on the evil empire side. Right. You know, because yeah. they killed these people. I mean, this weed killer mm-hmm. definitely um, – so basically, so uh, Tilda Swinton's character gives the go-ahead. They they murder Arthur, and they try. They make it look like suicide. Mm-hmm. They make it look like suicide, and he's already been acting crazy, so no one questions it. Right. Although Michael Clayton is like Arthur wouldn't kill himself. You know, and then, and then everybody thinks that Michael is dead. Yeah, because after to tie up loose ends, they're like, "Well, we killed Arthur. We don't know what Michael Clayton knows. We're gonna blow him up too." So that's like. The car blows up at the start. 
of the movie, and you know that's why. But he mm-hmm. wasn't in the car. He was like, in the field petting the horses. Right, yeah. yeah. Oh, the horses, the horse scene, mm-hmm. it's just so beautifully shot, and it's, like, mysterious because... It's like, why the heck was he there in the first place? Yeah, well, but, I mean, you find out, but just, yeah. like, why did he stop <laughs> to see these horses? Mm-hmm. And it's, like, you know, these horses, they're, like, free... And because he's like trapped, there's also a side plot where like he's in debt. Michael is because he went he went in on a restaurant and bar with his junkie deadbeat brother, (laughs) who like took out he's like owes money to loan sharks. Mm -hmm. Michael Clayton's trying to pay this back, and he's like ends up getting like eighty grand from his law firm. He's just like I need a loan. Um, so he's like things are closing in. Arthur got he knows Arthur got killed. People are after him. The, he's got pay money to loan shark, you know, his brother's like back on drugs, like, and he sees these horses and he just stops and he's got to like, you know, because they're like free, like right. what he wants to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're very, you know, it's the Blade Runner fan of me. I see a mysterious horse. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, boy, let's go. <laughs> um, so, you know, it comes out that like Arthur was going to publish this memo. They got a memo from you, North. From like the ni- early and he made 90s. like twenty five thousand copies. Yeah, he like called up the local Kinkos and was like, "I need <laughs> you to print this. I need twenty five thousand copies of it." Um, and he paid for it. Yep, he paid for it, um, and it's like just that memo. And the, this is the memo. It's signed by Don Jeffries. They're mm-hmm. like, "Look who signed it." And this is like the, yeah, the stuff is deadly, and we're not going to do anything about right. it. It, it, it comes out and says it is carcinogenic. We know right. It. If if this got out, the it, the lawsuit would just blow, be blown up right so basically michael clayton mm-hmm. figures this out he discovers that what arthur's gonna do and he ends up basically wearing a wire and entrapped they're about to settle the case finally at the end of the movie and he goes one-on-one everyone thinks he's dead mm-hmm. yep he finds karen karen crowder which told us Winton's character and it's like gets her to confess basically yep. and then the cops come and that's so, how it ends he gets in the car and drives off yeah Oh, he gets in a taxi <laughs> yeah, and he taxi. says just – he's like, give me $50 worth and just drive, yeah. which I love as a line. I think nowadays it would – that wouldn't Five get blocks. you that much in New York. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but still, it's sort of like one of those lines. I mean, it's sort of like this is the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Just, yeah. you know, Go. give me $50 It's so worth, good. Like, so. so, I mean, I love this movie so much. One of my favorite – it's – the best George Clooney performance of all it time. It really is. I mean, Siriana's great, but it's, I mean, they gave it to him because he was playing against George Clooney. It was. Siriana like is like, someone else could have done that. Yeah, absolutely. Too. Basically, he just gets tortured. But, Siri, he screams a lot. Yeah, he does. <laughs> and he's but, not the leading actor in that movie. Mm-hmm. He's not the lead. He's a supporting. Um, he was nominated for this. Best actor for best this actor. one, yeah. Obviously, he's not going to win in a year where Daniel Day-Lewis is... Saying, I drink your milkshake. <laughs> um, that's going to win every time. But yeah. um, I just love the performance because I was talking to my mom about this because she, she hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm like, it's like George Clooney. He's got a suit. He's got a nice car. But the suit in this movie is like rumpled and the mm-hmm. car is leased. This is like if everything went wrong. <clears throat> imagine George Clooney from the Oceans movies, mm-hmm. like Danny Ocean. But just everything's gone to hell. Yeah. Like that's this. Yep. You know what I mean? Yeah. Tom Wilkinson is See, and so for me, Tom Wilkinson is my favorite part of the he, movie. Oh, see, Full Monty. He was in the Full Monty. Yeah, he was in yep. the Full Monty. And, like, I loved the movie Full Monty. It's mm-hmm. such a great show. Oh, yeah. yeah. My whole family loved Full Monty. Yeah, just, I bet Tom Wilkinson, 
for me, he's is good the best, in, best in the movie. Yeah. So even better than Tilda Swinton. And I like Tilda Swinton. In this she won. She deserved that Oscar. She absolutely. That's what I'm did. saying. Like yeah. when I first saw this, and I was like, Tom Wilkinson is. It's yeah. just any other year he would have won. Mm-hmm. Any other year. So you know, sometimes that happens. You love a role, and then they end up not winning because something else. You know, something else big comes Bad out. Life. Sometimes. Yeah, it's sort of like the year that Titanic won all the Oscars. Yeah, it shouldn't. No have. room. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, think it, it, it didn't need. It I didn't mean, need that many Oscars. No. I'm sorry. I anyway, I mean, it was good. Don't get me wrong. I mm, I have my thoughts about Titanic. <laughs> I should prefer- actually officially do it on the podcast. Oh my god! I need Madison wants to watch it. Oh well, there you yeah. go. Um, well, let's let's judge Michael Clayton. Oh, yeah, well, what well, are your yeah. thoughts, man? Yeah, what are your thoughts I, on I, Michael? Clayton? I liked it. It wasn't like my favorite thing. It was it was nice to watch, and it had a con- cohesive. Plot. I will tell you what she told me. A little was it my ago. favorite movie? She said it was boring. I kind of got bored a little bit. In it. <laughs> I did. Nothing what are you against talking about. <laughs> See, that's just not my pace. That's of like movie. the face you make when you try a bad cheese. <laughs> Look, I mean, it was good. It was really good. Four times way more boring than this. That's just straight up. Okay, it plods. This movie does not plod. This no, movie is... it, it, it moves. Marty, it's you don't fast. think it's boring? No, no, no I'm not it's... going there. No, no. Thanks, Marty. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm throwing you under the bad cheese. No. <laughs> I love the pacing. I've I've seen no, this movie. I, no, I think to me it was just boring because it just it's not what I thought it was going to be. Uh, expectations. It, the expectation was here, mm-hmm. and it was here. It's not an action movie, but like it's, I love the pacing of this mm-hmm. movie. No, it was good. Favorite. It was a good movie. It was a as long as movie. you didn't hate it, I'm satisfied. No, I didn't then hate it. I liked it. It was good. I just my headspace last night trying to watch it and everything that's been going yeah, on. You saved this one for very last. I was worried <laughs> like you weren't going to get it in. I, uh, our house to... is football Thursday through Sunday. That is our house. Okay. No. I wanted to watch it Sunday night, but like after the whole Lions game, they won. They did, but oh boy, <laughs> we, we only did only murderers in the building because that's all my mind could handle that that's night. That's all I can okay. take. Okay, all right. So, all right. Well, I'll go first. Um, I would give this one um four and point eight two eight oh, five eight. oh cheeses See, i'm gonna give it four cheeses okay that's acceptable See, okay no, it's a good movie it's just i didn't find it all that you liked it and that's fine yes. i'm satisfied <laughs> if you would have come and been like i hate it like casablanca and a wonderful life oh god don't even <laughs> you have to keep saying that i mean if i remember your casablanca take was like it you, what you said was it was dumb because rick and elsa should have ended up together which is blasphemous it is blasphemous oh. <laughs> um okay i'm gonna give it and she hopes that she was just hoping george bailey would jump off the bridge and kill himself (laughs) you know so i mean come on what is he waiting for (laughs) what is he waiting for get it over with this movie's too long (laughs) anyway (laughs) wow um okay i'm gonna give this Mm -hmm. five and a half oh wow he's going above this breaks the scale this is one of i what in your top five? What is this one? Okay, so my top five in no order. Okay, no, we want them in order. Well, I I'm just spitting them out there because it's hard. I can't put this in order. <laughs> I mean, Blade Runner has always been my favorite movie. Yep. Okay, yep. and we did that on the podcast. Yes. Casablanca is in my top five. Mm-hmm. This is in my top five. Um, the other two I'd really have to think because then you're now you're talking like Godfather. Godfather. You know, stuff like that. Godfather, 
probably is in my top personal like favorite top five. But this is like in the top four, Michael Clayton for sure. Mm-hmm. I just the performances are so good. Yeah, you know, and I'm I'm a performance guy. Like if yeah. it's got good performances, I'm gonna be into it. Mm-hmm. So so five and a half easy. Five and a half. I didn't know we could break scales like that. <laughs> Only but, if know. it's that good. <laughs> It's got to be, like, exceptional circumstances. Okay. Well, you know what? Those are the three movies that Mm -hmm. we chose. And you know what? I will say this, that none of the movies fell below, like, four cheeses, right? No, you gave... I gave it... I gave gave Landy 4.9 and And I think I gave Stand By Me 3. Yeah, so... You gave Stand By Me 3? I thought that's what... I can't remember what I said. Was it 3? Well... I don't know. Go back and listen. Everything was above... Everything was above... Everything was above... Three, three. cheeses, so, yeah. so that's that's good. So Marty, if we had been able to do our bonus movie, oh, that, we are gonna do it. That would have been an easy five safe cheeses. Okay. So you talked about your daughter's first movie. Yes. So um, Madison's first movie was at three months old because I really wanted to see The Hunger Games. Oh, she was one of those but people bringing was, a I, tiny baby right. to the theater. But but the better of the two is this is where Madison's Marvel obsession started. The Marvel Midnight Premiere of the Avengers. Okay. We had no sitters in Kentucky. We took it. We took a five-month-old. Wow. But but do you know what that five-month-old did? What? She slept the entire movie Lucky until the aliens came out of the sky the second time, not the first round, the second time. And then she just kind of looked up at the screen. I'm like, all right, now mom has to go stand over here. <laughs> Isabel's first movie. That like that was like. Madison's That's actual not bad. no Madison's actual first movie that she like we took her to see mm-hmm. was Frozen. Okay, and then um, Isabel's first movie that mom took her to was at three weeks old, and it was Magic Mike Two. Magic Mike <laughs> Two. What a trivia question! Wow. And then her actual first movie, like we took her to see, was Magic Mike X. No, yeah. <laughs> she's like Moana. I need, I need to see the third one. No, we took her to see Moana. Okay. And that's where that kid became a Disney obsessed. Okay. All so like right. I took them to like their first real ones, but like but all three of those, like their first like when they were babies, they slept through the entire thing. Yeah. Well, I will say for Celeste, I mean yes, I took her to traffic and you know Which is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> but there's just some but things you just I you, wanted to see. Have it. you seen traffic? I probably have when it came out. Steven Soderbergh and oh, it's so. I good. think it's a great movie. It's a great. Benicio probably. is really good in it. I That's a, one of those ensemble. It's just one of those. Yeah, Michael, Michael Douglas, Douglas is fantastic. I, again, terrible memory. I remember but, like the whole, um, you know, Topher Julia Christensen mm-hmm. is like crazy. Yeah, it's it's such a good movie. I'll have to look you it know, up. Well, but of course, Celeste has no memory of no, it. No, of course. Her first movie was The Polar Express. That's the oh, one that she Oh, okay. So. Oh, we need to give a shout out for the next podcast, too. We will be talking about Merry Movie Mayhem for yes, a I have to. Talking. I have to bring this up. I've had staff members yes. come up to me <laughs> and say, well, this is, they're not pleased. Well, we didn't do we anything. Didn't do it. They're the ones who gave us the movie suggestions. We just... They're just, they don't like how things are shaken out with the voting. Well, well, then it's not your fault. They're, they are exercising. I think they just are like, how can Santa Claus is looking like it's going to win? Which I agree. That's crazy. I love the Santa Claus. It's great. I mean, I think it's actually fine. I think there's way better 90s Christmas movies, but like it's steamrolling. What is happening? (laughs) 
I don't know. No, right, no. But I think there was more beads up against a Muppet Christmas Carol, though. Was There was more beads in a Muppet Christmas. So right now, okay, we'll take a hot moment and talk right. about it. We're on our final four. It is Muppet Christmas Carol versus Home Alone. No, it's no. Elf and Home Alone. Elf and Home Alone, Muppet Christmas Carol versus the Santa Claus. What's your prediction? What's going to be the final I, two? I think it's going to be Elf. Mm-hmm. Elf's winning. Versus Muppet Christmas Carol. That is and out prediction. of those two, it's Elf. I think Elf's gonna take it. I am hot, yeah. hot take. I am surprised the Muppet Christmas Carol made it out of the first round. Right. I love that movie. It is one of our favorites in our household that mm-hmm. we watch. Um, my pick couldn't go on the board because it's rated R. Yes, that's mm. true. What so, was your break? Violent Night. Violent Night. <laughs> oh yeah. So then, out of those pair ups, okay, what do you think's gonna take it? What what, what is the final two? Well, I mean. I've seen the voting. It's going to be Santa Claus. No, Amy, if you it, pick. It could turn around. Yeah, it mm-hmm. could because, like, there's a lot of traction on the Instagram right now for mm-hmm. this. Um, I mean, I think Elf's going to end up winning. Or, I mean, Santa Claus has just defied expectation. It really has. Um, I wish Home Alone would win. I mean, Home Alone 2 is my favorite Christmas movie of all That got booted early, though. And it lost first round. Yeah, how did it lose, guys? <laughs> yeah, don't look, don't at, look at us! I did I did not set up the brackets. Yeah. So, you know. I mean, did it actually? I mean. No, did, it did lose. Like, we counted the votes. You mm-hmm. told. I'm a, they told me it tied, and they. they oh. oh. That's right. This one did tie. Well, yeah. This one <laughs> was a tie. So, you. And then we had. Amanda and I hadn't voted yet. So. You didn't call me up. <laughs> well, you would have lost because we voted. You would have lost because we went with the other one. I would have found more people to vote. <laughs> <laughs> but we were doing the final cut. Oh, my gosh controversy here on the podcast. And you guys have no integrity. That's your problem. <laughs> oh, no, we, we want I have it. integrity because It's a Wonderful Life is not on this list, and that should have won everything. It should have swept off everybody else. The people didn't want it. Nope, the I people wanted Miracle on 34th Oh, I almost said something but, bad about but, the people, and I want them to listen to this. But that lost, too. It's been really crazy. I don't know if this, there are kids on Instagram, like, Maybe no, they so like seen I'm, any of I'm see no okay. So funny story. Alyssa's voting out there. We know that because I see who's voting because I it shows yeah. me. So when I look at the votes to put the beads mm-hmm. in the jar, and I called out my best friend Heather this morning. I'm like you voted for the Santa Claus. She goes, we're a Santa Claus household. Although my husband would say the Muppets because he's a Muppet person. I'm I like, voted for Santa oh. Claus too, just because I'm. I'm not a huge fan of Muppet Christmas Carol. Wow. It's just it's fine, but I'm not a huge like. Muppets, yeah, but like, I, it's weird because the Muppets are in their own movie and Michael Caine's in a separate movie. Okay, <laughs> he's he's not in Dickens. a movie with Muppets. He's well, he, in a movie. Well, that's what he said. That the only way he could do the part is if he treated it like it was, you know. I'm just saying it's a little jarring <laughs> because the whole movie he is. No, it's it's Rizzo and Gonzo. That is the whole reason I love this movie. He so much. is he is just so serious. Suddenly we have slipped into our holiday uh, oh, anyway, so, podcast. So you think Elf's going to take it? Yeah. I think Elf's going to take it. Uh, here's what I think. Final two, I think the Muppet's going to take it. You think it's going to um, come back? It's going to come back from the Muppet. It's going to be the Muppets against Elf. And out of those two, Elf's going to win. I will say... The Muppets is gonna okay, win. We'll have to see. No, well, I feel like you've got a plan to I, fix the I have no, I'm not, He only votes yes, on I'm, Facebook. I'm the fixer. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't trust you people. I do not trust you. And now you. I'm gonna start stripping naked and <laughs> <laughs> You you guys aren't trustworthy. We 
you're not the one who built the bracket, Ben. I didn't build the bracket. Yes, you did. No, it was a okay. random draw. <laughs> Guys, it was a random draw. No. Drawn by Ben. It was out of, you were holding the hat, Amanda. Or whatever it was. The, but you were pulling him out of the hat. The it was random because that way every movie's got a chance, okay? But if you start seeding them, then you start engineering the bracket to have your own favorite movies, and I didn't want that. I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> no, see, see, my my, I was mad because it was a Christmas Vacation versus Elf right off the bat. Boom, Christmas Vacation. Was Look, gone. may the odds ever be in your favor, <laughs> but at least I've got integrity. Okay? Uh, well, I and, was, if, so- and if and if and if a movie had tied, they should have flipped a coin. But they didn't want to because they wanted Muppets. <laughs> These two right here, they're slimy. <laughs> Things I am grateful for. My friendship with you two in this podcast. I'm just saying, guys. We're it's shifty. not in the spirit of Christmas. We're shifty. You are shifty. We're grateful for shifty. this conversation. And you know what? Gonna be... Cheating is cheap and Scrooge liked it. Okay. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh my God. So oh, this Scrooge is just a, would have done that, too. Just so. a preview for our, our next podcast. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, there you have it, faithful listeners. That's the word from Amanda, uh, Piers from the Teen Zone, Ben Sargent from Tech Services, and myself on movies that make us say thanks. Um, but I can't let you out of the nerd cinema just yet. We need to do one more thing. We have to talk about books that have been keeping us up at night and distracting us during the day. It's a little thing on the podcast we call Off the Shelf. So, guys, what are you thankful for to have read this oh. season? Oh, 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 so it can be anything we've read. It can be anything. Oh, great, because I haven't read anything. <laughs> well, I haven't read anything since the last podcast. Yeah, I'm okay, like, no, Well, it, it's um, only been like two episodes ago I that know, we did the yeah. last podcast. So um, pick a book that you're thankful for. I know what oh, you're going to Oh, any book. Any book. That you're thankful. How about that? Oh, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw it way back to okay. my, my, my small childhood dates. I'm going to throw it back to the Babysitter's Club. Oh, the I'm thankful club. for that series because it got me hardcore reading. I remember I was end of first grade, beginning of second grade. I started, I had the entire collection growing up, and I loved wow. those books. Do you still have them? No, sadly, a mouse got in the bin. Oh, okay. Those I'm are sorry. great books. I read them yeah. too. Well, and mm. what what I love now is that they're graphic novels. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Isabel and Madison are reading them, and yeah. Izzy's like, Mom, Mom. I want to be Stacy for Halloween. And I'm like, okay, um, sure. (laughs) She's got purple in her hair. And I'm like, okay. um, um." Do you remember the best one? I think it was either the second or third. It's the one where, um, I think it's Stacy. So she's got diabetes. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then she's at like a sleepover and she gets like peer pressured into eating brownies. Or she just didn't want to tell anyone. See, Mallory was my favorite. I loved Mallory. Had the doll. Do you remember the dolls that they had? Mm Mm-hmm. They had, they had, like, this, like, they were 18-inch dolls, and they each had their own box, and they had a special book and, like, a special thing. Well, I didn't have any of that. I, I just, know. You I, didn't, but, like, I had... <laughs> you had a sister who might have had a... Well, so I read Andrea, them... Wait, let's just say, Andrea, did you have the Babysitter's Club dolls? Uh, no, it was American Girl doll. Oh, oh American Girl. Okay. No, see, my mom like bought me... It was, like, Mallory, and it was a box, and she had, like, her book that... Her... They sound... That sounds And dope. I had... And, like, again, a mouse got in the box oh because she was still in i never took her out no of the wonder box. you hate mice so much yeah <laughs> <laughs> she's never gotten over she's it. murdered several mice recently so yeah <laughs> i didn't murder them the mouse trap murdered them well my mm. my my um sister had them 
and like I had read it when I like finished all my Goosebumps or whatever. Oh yeah. yeah. And like I remember my parents were just like read the other books in the house, so I read all those. They had they did mysteries too. Which yes, were they cool. did the super mysteries and the yeah. super series. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. But they were, you know, Babysitter's Club's real. It was really good. It was it know. was a good series. I mean, it was Claudia, Scholastic. Scholastic knew what they were doing mm-hmm. with the babies. Yeah. It was that 90s Scholastic nostalgia. And there's a whole, there's a bunch of different, like you can read different papers on it. And how Scholastic just mass marketed all those books to that gener- our generation yeah. growing up. Scholastic is so smart. <laughs> they, how they, they market they, Okay, books. let's say they were smart up until the last year. But... I yeah. have my own thoughts and opinions because okay. what they're doing with the book. Oh, yeah, well, yeah. yeah. Let's not yes, get yeah. into that. But anyways, but no. So they, they're the reason, like, you saw this huge push of these mass market paper. And now you're seeing them bring them back for the nostalgia purposes because we have kids. Mm-hmm. And so our kids, we want our kids to read what we read. And some of it's still relevant. I'm like, yes, some of it didn't date well. But, like, yeah. I'm thankful for the Babysitter's Babysitter's Club. Club. All right. I'll... Ben, mm-hmm. go ahead. I will pick a movie, or a, not a movie, a book from my childhood. My favorite book growing up. Okay, was uh, My Side of the Mountain. Oh, oh I love good that one. Book. Yeah. yeah. Matt, or, um, <laughs> you got you got a he, yes from Andrea is back these there. Teachers? Well, we talked about that book <laughs> when we were down in Cirque. We mm-hmm. chat about it. And um, read it to Aaron. Yeah. Oh. Loved it. Exactly. That's what you want to live, <laughs> you in, a live tree. in the woods. Well, they still read those because Isabel's reading is it Sign of the Beaver? Mm. Oh yeah. They're she's reading. They're listening to her teachers reading that one. And during did they still? Because I remember reading Sign of the Beaver like in fourth or fifth. grade. Well, she's in third grade, and yeah. Miss Fleas is reading her that during like. Is she? Gonna, do they still do Hatchet too? Because I don't know. Oh, I, don't I don't know if they do know. or not. Hatchet might have been falling out of favor. I remember reading where the red friend grows in fourth grade oh, and being they just destroyed. Why? Yeah. Why? Yeah. So, all right. Yeah, so. my side of the mountain. That amazing. That book. I remember my mom got it for me, and at first I didn't want to read it because it wasn't the newest Goosebump. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "This looks boring." <laughs> you know, I read it. I read that book so many times, and imagined like escaping to the woods. There were like woods across the street from our house. Mm-hmm. Oh, we grew up on five acres of yeah. wooded property if you don't know the book it's about this young boy named sam gribley who he lives mm. in upstate new york and um he basically escapes to the catskill mountains and lives off the land like he like hollows out a giant hemlock tree and mm-hmm. lives inside the tree and he has a pet falcon named frightful who he trains to hunt mm-hmm. and he like takes deer and make like makes clothes out of the hide and fishes. How old was he supposed to be in that book? I think like 11 or 12. Yeah. Mm. Not feasible age. <laughs> <laughs> but hey. the book came out in like the 50s. Yeah. Because it's very much like he, at the start, he's like, I'm going to run away. And they're like, go okay. for it. We'll look. And no, like his dad shows up like a year later, like at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. Like, we knew you'd make it, kid. And it's like, wow. Um, but he did. And they actually made us two sequels. Um... Which aren't as good, but, like, because he gets older and, like, mm-hmm. everything falls apart. Eventually, they're like, you know, you need to go back to school. <laughs> um, but the first book, it's so good. My Side of the Mountain. Who is it by again? Jean Craighead George. Mm-hmm. There you go. Same person that did... Um, she did... Um, Julia the Wolves. Yeah, Julia, Julia the Wolves. The Wolves um, and um, Isle of the Blue... No. No, the, the, um, no that Dolphins. was Dell. Yeah, that was... Yeah, yeah, Scott O'Dell. No, I know what you're talking about, um... I'm going to look it up right we're, now. We're Googling. The, we're Googling. I can see the cover. 
Googling. Yeah, so Julia the Wolves, mm-hmm. and then she did... Um... What's the other one? Oh, there's another big one she had. Mm-hmm. Well, now I can't find it. But anyways, just uh, trust us, and... There you go. So, My Side of the Mountain. Um, the book I'm going to pick... Um, is a book that I got when I was really young. I think I was like six or seven at the time. I was already reading pretty chapter books and at that time. So my parents decided to give me Charlotte's Web oh, for Christmas yeah. one year. And I started reading it in the morning and I finished it right before dinner and was so upset by that book, I like threw it across the room because I couldn't believe that they'd killed off Charlotte. Oh I was I, I just totally devastating, but it did. I I, I sort of uh, um, say that that book is the is a book that taught me how to deal with death and loss in a in a really serious way when I was a kid. Sure. Mm-hmm. So um, and I, I yes I threw it across the room, but then I went and immediately picked it up, and I don't think I ate dinner. I started it over again. I like read it three or four times within that week of Christmas. Such a good so, book. So Charlotte's Web, E. B. White. So I was going to say the other book that I that was a big part of it was um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory Road mm. Doll. Uh, um, you know, there's there's some controversies about you know his depiction of certain characters in that book now. But it However, got so many kids into reading. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, Road Doll, not a really nice guy from no. what I understand. No. But um, and you know, Charlie Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Charlie and the Great Glass Elevator. Um, the wonderful story of Henry Sugar, um, Danny and the Danny, the champion of the world, James and the giant Peach. James and the giant the Peach. witches, the witches. You know, yeah, I loved Rodal, but yeah, Charlotte's Web beats them all. So, all right, well, there you have it. Some recommendations from Amanda and Ben of books that you should, and myself, of books that you should pick up off the shelf. And we have come to the end of this Movies That Make Us Say Thanks roundtable of Library Nerds with Words. I want to thank Amanda Pierce from the Teen Zone and Ben Sargent from Tech Services for joining me today. Never fear, fellow library nerds. Ben and Amanda will be back in December to talk holiday movies. But come back next week when I will be releasing a special Word on the Nerd highlights episode of Library Nerds with Words. Some of the best Word on the Nerd moments of this past season. We gotta make the cut. Yeah, oh yeah. You'll you'll make, there's some really good ones with you guys. So, but until that time. You can't include me almost choking on those cheeses. I, I, I. I, (laughs) Marty, do not do it. I, I, I'm making no promises. Oh no. Because it's my favorite moments, you know, so I'm going to be doing this. (laughs) But until that time, everyone, stay nerdy. Thank you for listening to Library Nerds with Words, Peter White Public Library's weekly podcast, giving you the word on what's cool at the library. The theme for the podcast is Happy Clappy by John Bartman, used courtesy of Pixabay. This episode was written and produced by Martin Ackett's and sponsored by Peter White Public Library. Until next week, pick up a good book, listen to some good music, watch a good movie, attend a great event, and remember, library nerds are the coolest people around.